Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today I'm excited because we have my good friend, Dave Holland. He is Veterans National Mortgage, direct to consumer extraordinaire, and all around good looking guy, man. So uh, welcome to the show. Amazing. Thank you. And I am. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank I mean, you I had to, I had How you doing? good, man. I had to throw that out there because, you know, everybody has to know if they're not watching the uh, video uh, podcast and they're just watching it on iTunes or one of the other platforms, they're not going to see, you know, your good looking face. So I had to throw that out there. They so, wouldn't know. So yeah, very so, important. I appreciate that. Very important. So awesome, man. Great to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we kind of jump into the nitty gritty of what you do now. But let's talk about, you know, what got you into the industry? How long you've been doing this? You know, some of that stuff. Yeah. So long, long time. I've been in the industry for 20 plus years. Started off in real estate. I worked for a coal banker and then worked for a couple different real estate companies. Moved into mortgage in 2014 for a direct lender that specialized in VA loans and kind of decided that we could do it a little bit better and help the consumers a little bit more. So went to the broker world in 2015 for a small brokerage in San Diego here and then started to open up our own shop probably three years ago and have gone from there. So we have somewhat of a hybrid model that's consumer direct and remote loan officers. And it's been working out pretty well for us so far. Awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, the short 20 year version. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And I know you do a lot of the direct consumer, which is huge. Obviously, one of the things that we talk about a lot is how can loan officers, you know, market directly to the consumer, because ultimately that gives you leverage in terms of, you know, your relationships. So tell me a little bit about like, you have that sort of runway. What's it look like today? What's kind of the setup? And you know, what does that all look like? Yeah, so we have the live transfers that go out to the loan officers for consumer direct. And it's another platform that allows loan officers to kind of leverage with their referral partners, you know, additional folks that they wouldn't come across normally. It's just a different avenue to gain consumers. So you make the initial contact with the consumer and then you can get them pre-qualified, get them ready to purchase, and then use that as a referral building tool. So yeah, yeah, that's huge. And again, one of the big sort of premises of this, you know, but I'm sure like you've been in the industry 20 years, like it probably wasn't always easy, right? Not saying that it's easy now. Obviously, we're in 2022 here and by no means is the mortgage industry easy this year. But tell us a little bit about kind of the start and what that looked like from the beginning and what kind of drove you to, uh, I mean, were you always direct to consumer or is that kind of a more newer avenue that you've kind of approached? Yeah, we took it somewhat from the company that I worked with was, you know, direct to consumer. I started out with, you know, building referral partnerships and open houses and going about it that way and just kind of saw it as a more streamlined approach a lot more contacts and the ability to, you know, do more loans um, sure. with having those folks funnel in, you know, obviously right now it looks a lot different than it did, you know, two years ago, even last year, sure. I've seen it go many different times. So I was in the industry back in 98 when the mortgages did what they did. I was in the industry in 08 and then, you know, where we're at right now. So obviously it looks different, you know, volume is down for everybody. So referral partners, right. the volume's down for those guys. 
it's difficult to find people. It's difficult for people to get under contract, but it allows you to still leverage, you know, the more people you talk to, that's the name of the game, right? more people right. you talk to, the more deals you can do. So. Yeah, it's funny that, that you bring that up. I was just talking, we have a coaching call on Fridays for some of our clients and we were talking about that same concept, right? Like the guy we were kind of talking with is a former call center agent. And he was kind of saying like, oh man, I'm just you know having some difficulty having conversations with real estate agents and getting them to send me business and things like that. And like, you know, so I'm like, okay, so talk to me about kind of your process, your pitch, things like that. And like, you know, it came down to a couple things. One, like, he was so confident when he talks to leads because he's like, oh, you know what? Like I know so much more than them. And, you know, he had so much experience, but then when he's approaching real estate agents, he came kind of like with like, they're the prize and, you know, like kind of coming with a little bit of timid and not that confidence that he had. I said, dude, you have so much value to give. Like you have leads coming in, like you can literally train them on how to convert leads too. There's like so much value like that you're not showing them. And right. like asking those things, but then also came down to like, how many actions are you taking on a weekly basis? Like how many people are you actually reaching out to, right? Like you want more referrals. How many people did you talk to this week? Right. right? And that's the big thing. It's the name of the game when it comes to direct to consumer, like it's a numbers game. And it's the same thing when it comes to talking with real estate agents It's a numbers game. Like not every single person is a fit to work with you. Right. We have and a so huge I, advantage. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it, the funny part is, is with consumer direct, it's exactly what you said. We have all this knowledge and we've built up you know, scripts and done all of this. And then we go to speak with real estate agents and we're like, uh, we freeze, right? I can close your loan fast or I can be on the right. phone and answer my phone for you. Like everybody should do that. Like that's right. your job. But yeah. if we took a minute and just built that out, what we've done for Consumer Direct and do the same for our agents and say, okay, what's your pain points? The same thing with sales of any kind. Like what right. is, you know, 100%. what are you looking for? you know, and let's see if we can help being able to have those leads available and to teach them that, that we have that is huge. It's a massive value because as you mentioned, most loan officers, I'd say probably 90% of loan officers are saying the same damn thing, right? They're saying <laughs> that they can answer the phone, that they can get the turn times that whatever, like all these things that everybody's saying, it's like, but that is just a requisite of you doing your job. And once they're actually a partner of yours, that's just a requisite to keep that relationship going. But when it comes right. to actually building relationships with new people, how are you actually being able to bring value to them? And, you know, we just had a training the other day on, you know, what does value look like? And so many times people think that the value that they bring is these things, right? I mean, and you're as a, as a broker, like the story that we kind of talked about the other day was that this new loan officer just came on board and was working for a broker, right? And so she goes, she sets an appointment with the real estate agent. And, you know, they started talking about some stuff. And basically this person's like, oh yeah, my loan officer works at UWM. So they closed it, da, 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 da. like all of the things that she was going to bring as value. And she's like, well, what do I say? Because like all of the things that I was going to say were my value was already what that other loan officer is doing. And that's the point, right? Like that is just a requisite. And especially in 2022, like everybody's closing loans fast. Yeah. Right? So what are like you going to do that's different? Right. And thinking about this from the standpoint of what is your unique selling proposition? You mentioned it earlier. Like it's the same process. At the end of the day, yes, the real estate agent is going to be more sophisticated than an average consumer, right? So the conversation is going to be a little bit different, but it's going to be the same structure from the standpoint of like, hey, you know, having the frame, understanding their goals, what their motivations are, what is their actual pain point? And then at the end, pitching them on the solutions that are going to solve their problems, right? So the thing that kind of came at the end was like, well, how can I build your business? Or how can I help you build your business? 
real estate agents don't know. They're like, give me a deal, right? Like that's what they're probably thinking. But it's Money. like, I already asked all those questions at the beginning of the conversation. Then you should be able to prescribe, hey, like, guess what? We generate leads. We're going direct to consumer. We're generating leads every single day. I also used to work for a call center, like for you, like, hey, we do direct to consumer. We understand how to work leads. If you're a real estate agent and you run a team, hey, guess what? I can do a weekly training with your real estate agents on how to convert internet leads. Like that's value, right? Like I'm going to save you, you know, 10 hours per transaction. What can you do with an extra 10 hours? Right. And so thinking about it that way, and that's what I love about what you've done is like you go direct to consumer. All right, cool. Like I can literally bring you leads. I can bring you deals. And that makes you stand out from everybody else, right? Absolutely. Yeah, knowledge and leads and time, really, because even if they can do that and they have a team and they do their own training, like they don't want to necessarily spend the time to train their people on how to call those leads. If you're already doing that, yep. you've got a huge advantage. You could say, hey, you know, just like you said, like I can jump in and train your people. Like, are you guys buying Zillow leads? Are you guys, you know, open house leads that come back? Like, how many times are your people following up? You've right. already created, like your company has already created, you know, kind of the algorithm or the cadence for that follow-up. Are your people doing that? And, you know, agents really appreciate that. A lot of them, they just want time more than anything, you know, right. help me spend some time. It's like what you said. That's another one that everybody asks. How can I help you with their business? Well, you know, they don't know. I don't know. But how can you wash my car? What can you do? You know, like full flyers, uh, full flyers for me before an open house, you, you know, like make me envelopes. That'd be awesome. Right. So what's right. your best use of your time? Do you want to make envelopes or do you want to help them call leads or teach them how to do something, which is going to be much more powerful and, you know, allow them to get more business that they will hopefully send to you. Right. And I think, I mean, again, like you kind of understood that, like getting direct to the consumer, like is a much more streamlined way because at the end of the day, like people need to get pre-approved before they buy a house, right? They need to go to the lender to get refinanced, right? And so why do so many times loan officers just wait and rely on real estate agents to say, well, no one goes to the loan officer to get a loan. They right. go to the real estate agent first. To me, I said, well, the reason why that happens is because for the last couple hundred years, real estate agents have marketed directly to the consumer, whereas loan officers sat back and just waited for real estate agents to do the whole job. And so I like right. the idea of like, you know, the shops like yours, you know, like kind of stepping out and doing things in a different way has allowed you also to bring those people from the outside as well, right? I mean, when you're recruiting people not that are just inside your call center, but also external, are they also getting access to some of your other resources in terms of, and I'm talking recruiting for loan officers, right? Yeah. So we do. So we've kind of created a hybrid, right? Because nobody wanted to sit in a call center and be the headset jockey, LO per se. So you've got the hybrid model that we've created is the remote loan officer, the loan officer that has their book of business. And, sure. you know, we offer the live transfers, which has allowed them like, hey, you know, you have your book of business. This is your primary source. So let's increase your volume. You know, we're doing 20, 30, 40 transfers a day. Let's increase your volume by giving you those consumers. And then you can take that and take that over to your referral partners and say, hey, you know, what's more powerful than, hey, Luke, guess what? I just got a pre-qualified buyer. You know, they're looking to purchase here in San Diego, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, did you want to take that? Wow, you're amazing. So. Right, right. I love that concept. And I think, again, so many times, people forget that that's super powerful and, and super valuable and they either don't want to spend the time, they don't want to invest, they've been supposedly burned, you know? And so let's jump a little bit into that conversation in regards to that. I find personally more times than not, when I talk to loan officers that claim they've been burned, it's more typically 
that they just don't have a process, right? So talk a little bit about your sales process when it comes to going direct to the consumer and obviously, you know, kind of some of the differences that it is, you know, when you're doing a referral, right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously we have that first touch. We go through the process, the vetting process with the consumer. I think the biggest pitfall with, and I hear that a lot, is like the leads suck or the leads, you know, always just terrible, worst place ever. But you have to take, you know, the referral source is a much different, much slower play. Right. You know, the agent's like, here's John Smith and hands you the client. And the client's like, okay, great. You know, and you get them pre-qualified versus with us on the consumer side, there's more time involved and sure. your follow-up process has to be very systematic. You know, people come to me all the time, I'm sure as they do you, and they're like, you know, those leads suck. I called them, you know, oh, cool. How many times did you call them? You know, once. No, right. you need to call like five, six times, you know, a lot of, you have to nurture those leads and create yeah. the relationship just like you would with an agent, Right. you know, get the client to know, like, and trust you and, you know, start that process. And then once you gain that trust, then you go through your process again with the application and getting them pre-approved. And then you hand them over to the agent and they're all set. Worst thing an agent can do is go take people around for six months or three months and talk about getting burned and the client doesn't qualify because he's got self-employment income or losses right. and stuff like right. that. Right. So like that notion of like, you know, ah, the agents always get the client first. Like, why would you let that happen? It sounds right. like you need to educate the agent more. Well, yeah, hundred percent. And I love that you talk about that, right? I mean, yeah, that we hear that all the time and then, you know, then we'll have the conversation. Usually when I talk with people on ask this conversation or have the conversation with people about, you know, lead follow-up and things like that, like they typically, you said like, you know, they'll be like, oh yeah, well, I call them twice or I call them two to three times. I send them an email, send them a text if they don't respond. They're tire kickers. And it's like, how many calls do you pick up? I mean, maybe for loan officers, it's a little of a higher number, but most typical humans are not just picking up on the first call of some unknown number like that just randomly right. calls them in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? Like, And so the concept that we teach is the perfect prospects require persistent professionals. Because what that means is obviously like the people that are more likely to have good income, down payment, credit, things like that, they're not picking up the phone at one o'clock on a Tuesday, right? Like they're most likely going to pick up the phone, you know, four or five, six o'clock at night when they're out of their job, right? They have jobs, they have families, they're busy. And so if you treat these people like, okay, the people that are picking up the phone at, you know, noon on a Tuesday, they probably have a 480 credit score. They have no income, no down payment. Like they don't have any of those things because Who's picking up the phone in the middle of the day that is gainfully employed and has things going on? Most people are not, right? So just understanding those concepts is going to take you a long way. And, and this is going to apply to any lead source, right? Any lead source, like you're never going to succeed with any lead source if you do not systemize, as Dave mentioned, systemize your process. So do you use a CRM or how do you sort of track the actions and things like that you're taking? We do. So we have a CRM in place that's tied to a dialer. So both ways, and, you know, we track it heavily, sure. you know, as I'm sure as do you guys, but so, you know, we have spreadsheets that are available to track our live transfers, how many dials, the notes on the client, you know, the CRM that we use is Velocify. So the CRM will actually go through text message. So if you've ever looked, you can actually Google the Velocify, you know, cadence of the calls. Sure. And there's a systematic approach that has been proven, you know, for years and years and years that you know, call, text, email, call, text, email, voicemail, you know, of how that breaks down. And we track all of that to make sure that, you know, if you see contact attempt one and that's it, 
you know, you have problems. And it's the same, you know, to be able to educate your agents on that as well. Like, right. hey, this is what I'm running into. Like these illegals are taking seven contacts before we get them. But then, you know, we get the lead. So that would help sure. them as well. So they don't buy leads for no reason. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm always upfront. And I think like most people that are selling leads are going to tell you they have the best leads ever, right? But at the end of the yeah. day, like, you know, a lead is typically just as good as the follow-up that comes along with it, right? So the yeah. follow-up, the sales process, I mean, I think the other thing that people do is they treat online leads the same way they treat referrals, right? So they think that, you know, right. they can just go right into being a transactional conversation where it's like, okay, cool, let's get your application taken. Here, I'm going to send you the link. And guess what happens when you send them the link and <laughs> fill it out? Right? I can't even so, get my relatives to fill out applications that way. Like, you know. No, and this is actually, I'm going to post this later today. My opinion, online applications has made loan officers so lazy and it's one of the worst things that could have ever happened to this industry. And the reason I say that is because the application process, that initial conversation is the most vital conversation that you can have in the entire time, right? Yeah. That is when you actually get and understand their pain points, understand what their problems are or their situation. Maybe it's not a problem, but their situation and you can prescribe the diagnosis, right? One thing that we talk about is prescription without diagnosis is malpractice, right? You don't go to a doctor and they just say, all right, well, you're going to need this Vicodin pill. And it's like, well, you know, I have a rash on my arm, right? Like, why am I going to take Vicodin <laughs> for that? You know what I mean? And so it's just like, that's the same thing that most loan officers are doing. All right, here's a 30 year fix, fill out the application, let's go. But right. like, if you don't you actually- haven't built any value either. It, right, right. And so again, like so. you can get away with that with a referral, but you can't get away with that when you're talking to someone that doesn't know, like, or trust. So how do you build a little bit of that no like, and trust with an online lead, you know, an initial conversation? We talk about that heavily. So, you know, initially everybody starts out, right? When they take those online leads, they get them from Facebook or whatever the case may be. They're so quick to just spew out like, you know, here's our rates or here's this. Let's get the application. Just like you said, the online app is terrible. Right. Like that's your rapport building. That's when you should spend the most time with the client. You spend 30, 45 minutes on that application, you know, to go through A, so you have a complete app and you know what's going on with the file. But be more so like, you know, hey, where do you work? Oh, cool. You know, like my grandfather worked there, whatever the case may be, you know, that's your time to build that bond with that client, especially online, because you're probably not the only one that they're going to talk to. Right. So, you know, what our big focus is, is that initial like, hey, hello, but then your value prop of, you know, with your company of what you can offer, what makes you different and how you're going to help them because they don't care, right. you know, how nice I am my beautiful smile, anything like that. I know, I know, but they don't care. You know, I'm on this call to figure out what is in it for me. How is this person on the other line going to right. help me? Because we don't have that benefit of me, you sitting, you know, standing in front of each other. Right. So the only thing that I can gain is trust, like reviews and stuff like that. Like, Hey, check out our reviews online. We've got a hundred plus sure. Google reviews. It's great. Stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. That's when you get to understand. And I think too many times forget about the concept of like, and I think salespeople in general forget, like a lot of times they'll get like people's goals, but they don't get their motivations, right? And so motivations is the why that's underneath the goal, right? So, hey, I want to move into a new school district. Like, okay, cool. What sort of a house are you looking for? Could be your next question. Like one that doesn't make them feel heard. It's like, okay, so like, what's so significant about you moving into a new school district? Like, why are you choosing to move to a new school district? Then they're going to tell you, well, I need X, Y, and Z. You know, we want better schooling for our kid, whatever it is. Like we need these types of resources and it's not available in the school district. And yeah. by understanding that, like that's a much more powerful tool when you get to the end, when you're asking for the clothes and say, hey, 
let's get your son into this new school district so that he can get better schooling. That's much more powerful than let's get you into a new school district, right? Like they're actually going to be more motivated to move forward. So I do think that that's huge to be able to build rapport in that conversation. And by doing so, you can actually, I mean, again, like they talk about it in sales is you got to understand their pain point. Like what is it that they're actually trying to achieve before you actually, you know, tell them what the outcome is, right? Or like why they should work with you. When it comes to doing the application, I'm assuming you're taking applications over the phone, but a lot of times like you get that application and there's another hurdle, right? Because what we've found over the years is the first step is actually getting them on the phone, right? That's the first bottleneck, you could say. The second bottleneck is then what the conversation looks like and actually getting the application and pulling credit. And then the next bottleneck is, okay, what's next? right? People don't have a good right. follow-up process after they get the application. People end up ghosting. So how do you set urgency, scarcity? How do you get people to kind of take those next steps? We do a combination. So we have video that goes out to the client to kind of break out that next step. Like, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen next. We have an intro email to our team. So we actually have a nice. team that helps us gather documents. So the loan nice. officer, you know, they can focus on sales and whatnot, but the team will gather documents, but we'll set them up with that intro of, hey, these are the things that are going to be required for us to go out and even look at properties. So we need this stuff. You know, if you can get it to me today, that would be wonderful. Set yep. that time frame because in a consumer's mind, you have how long to close a loan? 30 to 45 days. Right, right. So how long do they have to get you that documentation? 30 to 45 days. So that was a big hurdle, you know, in the beginning, because we weren't setting that expectation of, okay, we need this right now. And the faster we can get this again, tie it into their wants and needs, faster we can get this, the faster we can get Johnny into his school district. Right. You know, so that has helped us dramatically is, you know, picking up because that's when it falls off. Right. You're like, yeah, I got an application. I'm the best ever best LO. And then air, you don't hear from the people again. Right. So, right. you know, that has helped us a lot in your job is not done. And if they have trouble collecting those docs, you need to jump in and reclose that deal. You're not closing. Right. Right. So that tie down to bring the client to you is those documents. That's pivotal. Right. Well, and it's this concept of define next steps. Right. So, again, I mean, so many times people are like, OK, well, you know, we got this. So send your docs over. It's like, cool. Like, hey, you know what? Is there any reason why you wouldn't be able to get me these docs today? Like, or at the latest by, let's say, tomorrow at 4 p.m.? I really want to get this stuff run so that we can see what you qualify for, get you out looking with the real estate agent and kind of go from there. Right. And you want to tie that to, again, like you said, you know, the emotional triggers of like, what are they actually excited about? Like at the end of the day, they don't give a crap about the mortgage. Right. They really want the real estate. So if you can somehow get them in contact with a good real estate agent, and then again, we don't have too much more time, but then the next hurdle then becomes, all right, getting them into contract and getting them with the right real estate agent that can actually get them into contract. Huge. So that's another conversation for another day, but let's kind of like wrap things up. If you were to go out today and kind of start over, I always like to leave some sort of tactic strategy, something that people can take from this and implement. So what would you go out there and do to go out and get business if you were to basically start over today? I would get on the phone, contact, you know, as many real estate agents as you can, let them know again, talk about that value proposition of what we can do to help with leads, what you're good at that can help them with their business, you know, along all the other stuff with open houses and all of that. But again, when I went and did the open houses, like you can only talk to so many people in a day, I can dial a hundred people in a day, 300 people in a day. So, you know, talk to them, get that set up, let them know what you can do. That's different. It's really not that scary. If you just call, Yeah, it's it's the unsexy truth of being a new loan officer is 
Unfortunately, there's no magic bullet and you're just going to have to put the grind in. I mean, I have new people come to me all the time and I say, don't buy leads for at least the first year, unless you have like fat pocketbooks and you can, you know, sit on those. I just, I think the first year you really need to focus on one, becoming a good loan officer, like just understanding what the products are that you're selling. And then two, like having as many conversations as you can, you just have to basically spend time talking to people. It's a numbers game. Going to have to, unfortunately, probably do some cold calling. You're going to have to call your sphere of influence, the people that are in your circle. You're going to have to DM people on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, do TikToks and rails and all that kind of stuff, you know, to to win. Maybe not crazy dances, but, uh, you know, if you want, I guess you could. But yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do. But at the end of the day, like, especially in that first year, it's going to be grind. It is. It just really is. Like, it, yeah. and he who has the most conversations wins, right? I mean, if you talk to 100 people a day, or let's say you call 100 people a day, maybe you talk to 10, you set five appointments. Cool. You have five appointments that you can talk to, right? Most people aren't doing That's those it. actions to get those results. So Love it, man. Any last sort yeah. of words of wisdom for anybody that's just kind of starting out or looking to get some business in this market? That's it. Just don't give up early, right? Love Your it. first five calls, 10, 70, 90, they're not going to be amazing. Like people aren't going to yep. fall over and say, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for Luke to call me all this time. Thank you so much. Like you need to know that, you know, they're going to say no. And that's how you build out your script. And that's how you build out your business model, regardless of whether you're consumer direct or you go do, you know, realtor referrals or whatever you do, you need to push past that initial failure. And if you do that, I think you'll be successful. Yeah, I agree. I do think people give up too early and they try something for three weeks or four weeks and they think, oh, cool. I tried my best, but really it's going to take a lot longer than that. So it's sometimes six, 12 months of grind before you start to get the results that you're looking for. So thank you so much, Dave, for your time. If someone were to like want to look you up and learn a little bit more about you, is there anywhere they can find you online, Facebook, something like that? I don't know. What's What's a good spot? All over the place. Facebook, Instagram, you know, veteransnationalmortgage.com, our website. They can check out the team, but reach out to me. Even if people have questions, you know, again, I, folks have questions on, on what to do or how to do stuff. You know, we're an open book. So awesome. open to helping people. Cool. Thank you so much, Dave, for your cool, time man. today. It was awesome. And for anybody who's listening, my big takeaway here from this is figuring out one, like your USP, what's your unique selling proposition? How do you stand out from everybody else, right? So whether that be leads, like Dave's model is kind of going direct consumer, but it could be something else, right? How else can you bring value to your referral partners? Make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're doing it in a way that's tailored towards the people that you're talking to. And then when you are having conversations have as many as you can, right? Especially when you're going direct to consumer, you're going to have to have a lot of conversations before you get good at being, you know, basically a closer on cold leads. So, you know, don't give up, keep calling those leads. Don't give up. And so if you are interested in flipping the status quo on real estate agents and learning more about our programs, go to flip the status quo.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the loans on demand podcast on loans on demand podcast.com. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.